Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the Illuminati Social Club's In Search of series. I'm your host, Jason, from Parma, Ohio. Joining me, as he always does, most of the time from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, like tonight, Mr. Oliver Rockside. Greetings, kids. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Dr. Steve Cloutier. How you doing? Good. So this week... We are talking about Season 1, Episode 21. Yes, we're coming down to the end of this season. UFOs. And, and this, is a completely, this is a completely serious and scientific episode that there's absolutely no... Okay, forget it. <laughs> I can't even lie about this episode. Uh... I, I, I say in the beginning because uh, he the episode starts, you know, they they come from they, they they've come to Earth and they leave their mark and and people see them. And, and I'm thinking, uh, Mr. Nimoy is forgetting a word in his script. It's either allegedly, supposedly or reportedly <laughs> because it's definitely not definitely. <laughs> Oh, reflections on this on this wonderful episode, Oliver. Oh, white people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reminded of the joke that Bill Maher uh, mentioned about uh, a UFO sighting in New Hampshire when he said, those aren't aliens, they're minorities. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um. It's uh, it, it's. The whole thing is just bizarre un, unto itself. Uh, I mean, we, are, we go to Wisconsin, West Virginia, and Minnesota for these three visits that are absolutely cuckoo. <laughs> and um, and it, it's an enjoyable 22 minutes just for the insanity of white people. Um, you, uh, if, if, if this were on video, you will probably watch my head explode uh, during this episode. <laughs> Uh, the complete lack of science and the complete disregard of science um, yeah, pretty much had me uh, screaming at my computer screen. But, uh, Steve, what were your thoughts on this episode? Well, it, it, it's a, a good example of how sort of people link unrelated things. Um, because one of, one of the things when obviously when they're talking about to the to the people, um, I think it's the ones in Wisconsin um, where uh, they say see something land, and then they interview a police officer, and the police officer says he saw something in the sky, and so here we have two unrelated things, uh, and we, we, they bring them together, right? Is there any any connection between them? There might be, I suppose. <laughs> But, you know, just the fact that one thing happened and at the same time something else was happened or, or just before it, right, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that they're somehow connected. Hmm. 
Yeah, you I know. Like, um, for for that? example, I I've seen dead grass, mm-hmm. and, and I've seen a light in the air. Yeah, in the sky. They must be connected. It must be a UFO. Exactly. It must be a UFO. Or it could be that we hadn't had water for a while and I was living near an airport. (laughs) Steve's right. Steve's right. There's a chain. Unfortunately, this sanity is missing from the chain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we start off, of course, you know, with the, you know, the, the missing words of allegedly, supposedly, or reportedly. Um, you know, these are, you know, many people have seen them. Yeah, mostly weirdos or drunks. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they leave marks. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> it's going to leave a mark. <laughs> and uh, that. And let me tell you, of all the of all the episodes to not have the disclaimer, this one was definitely. Uh, oh wow they 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 should have doubled up on the disclaimer on this one instead of forgetting it completely. Because it did not have a disclaimer on it. No, it, it, we we sh- it starts off with insanity with a an uh, uh, an anecdote. And these are all from, anecdotes from 1947. From Mount, yeah, from Mount Rainier, where a guy who was flying saucer, you know, six flying saucers in the air. Uh huh. And it's like, okay, 1947. Uh, he was probably one of the few people who was piloting an aircraft at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the sky was filled with airplanes like it is now. Could it just have been another airplane that you weren't used to seeing? Could have been. You know. Oh yeah. That that isn't taken into account at all. And. I looked this up because I, I was curious because really when did the UFO sighting craze really take off? And that would be 1947. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a very I interesting mean, point, Jason, because they never in this whole 22 minutes, they don't mention Roswell once. No. And that With, is the Rose. That is the Rosetta stone of, of oh, UFOs, sh- right? <laughs> oh, no kidding. But I looked something else up because I, w- I was curious. Why, why is it 1947 starts this, this, um, you know, this craze or this, this, you know, this rash of UFO sightings? And there was something very curious. Uh, the golden age of science fiction began in the mid 30s and ended, or well, the late 30s and ended in the mid 40s. So you have about, you know, till like 1945, 46, where the golden age of sci-fi has ended. And now you have, you have a lot of people who, you, a lot of people's imaginations are running wild. You also have, uh, you know, we, we, we're now in the atomic age, thanks to uh, a couple of uh, atomic bombs. Um, and we're, you know, entering into the cold war now so you have a lot of you have a lot of military advances going on um and in washington state i mean the the thing is and and i'm i'm just gonna say i don't doubt that there are people especially in like washington state down in new mexico and arizona and uh, especially like around Dayton, Ohio and stuff like that, who might have seen 
strange occurrences in the skies that you could possibly call UFOs. Because what, what does UFO stand for? It's an unidentified flying object. It, is, it says nothing about aliens. But you have, you know, in, in these areas, you have a lot of military bases. And in the, in the mid to late 40s, you have this starting, you know, the military is starting to test new aircraft. So that could be one of the reasons why people see these things. And, of course, the military is not going to say anything. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, was not 1947 the birth of commercial air flight? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. So, yeah, that could have also, you know, that that is a more likely that, you know, you would have seen a commercial aircraft. Mm. And uh, it's funny you bring up Dayton, Ohio, because according to WKRP in Cincinnati, there is a Cincinnati Triangle. That ranges from Cincinnati to Dayton to Columbus. So I, you know, Dayton, bringing Dayton into the into the well, discussion may be very fortuitous. I, I say Dayton because, first of all, uh, you know it's close to me, mm-hmm. and also uh, it is uh, Edwards Air Force Base is there. So yeah, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Steve. No, I was just going to say it's the the incident that they use is is the is the Kenneth Arnold incident, and that's 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 the sighting that's considered to be sort of the first modern UFO one, and and it's actually that sighting uh, as Nimoy sort of talks about that gives us the term flying saucer. Um, Kenneth Arnold didn't say they were flying saucers; he actually said that they were more winged shape, mm-hmm. um, sort of like curved wings. But what he said was that they flew across the sky as if a saucer was skipping across the water. Mm. And then some media person, and that's that's not, I mean, we've said this about other things too. Once the media gets involved, then all bets are off. Oh, yeah. And they were the ones who started started calling them flying saucers. Mm. Um, Much much from what I understand to Kenneth Arnold's annoyance, because he didn't actually say they were flying saucers, and he felt that he was misquoted. Mm. Uh, and another theory I've heard put forth is that they were balloons. Mm-hmm. Because they, they were military balloons that, that he wouldn't have seen. Um, you know, in 1947, as Oliver said, there's not many people up in the sky. So when you're up in the sky, well, you know how it is when your perspective changes on something. You know, you, you don't obviously recognize things. Because one of the things he said was that they were flying in tandem. And the balloons right. that they believe he saw were connected, so that they, one would fly and you know the others mm-hmm. would follow, so that they would they would be moving in tandem. And I forget what kind of balloons uh, they said they were, but but that that's one of the theories put forward for the Kenneth Arnold. Hmm. And as I said, that's that's the, that's the one. It's it's kind of like that sort of Flight 19 uh, Bermuda mm-hmm. Triangle thing. It's it's sort of like the first one. It's the it's the one that they really people really latch onto as the mm-hmm. first modern day UFO sighting. Right. So now we go to 1975 on a chill morning, as Mr. Nimoy said, very hip of you, um, <laughs> in Mellon, Wisconsin. We, we meet up with the Baker family, who are very down-to-earth, very, uh, they, they, would never, they would never have any reason to lie about anything. No. 
<laughs> no. Uh, and they saw something in the road. And nobody else saw it except for a couple members of the family. And I mean, they, they spend, they spend a good, like three or four minutes just establishing credibility for this family. Like talking about how they're, they are so normal. They are, they're so completely 100% normal there, there is absolutely nothing abnormal about this family. There is no reason for them to ever lie about any... Okay. You know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And they see something in the... Something metal, apparently, with green and red lights on it. Uh, a really gaudy Christmas tree? Mm-hmm. That looks like uh, a turtle. Yes. <laughs> There's a new space age design. Um, yeah, I, you know, and I, I get that people see things, you know, they, they, or they think they see things. There's, there's just one problem, you know, if I, and I'm stealing this example from someone else, but if, if I see a Tyrannosaurus Rex walk down the street you know, so much so that I, you know, I see it and I can touch it. And yet nobody else can see it. No one else has seen it. Nobody reports seeing it. Then no matter who I tell, I'm going to sound insane. And the same goes with UFOs, you know. Unless more people see it unless it can be tested unless you know there's some evidence it didn't happen no i mean i, I in, in the was in the in the baker family the most credible member of that family is the cat <laughs> um, <laughs> there's this synopsis where this this young girl is walking around with the cat <laughs> and even the cat's going wtf um, I also I also feel very sorry for Monty because uh, you know everybody else in the family got named with a J except for Monty. I, I don't know how that went awry, but um, uh, yeah, mailman, mailman and they, also begins with them. Uh. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I just love the homespun uh, kind of credibility that they try and do with them all sitting around the dinner table and you know, handing each other a piece of bread with some jam and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff like that lends credibility to this family. <laughs> uh, it was, it was just hilarious. Um, it did get a little confusing at one point because did they not say that Mr. Baker owned the newspaper and then told them not to report it or that it was reported no. and Mr. Baker went in and asked them not to run it? I, I think he went in and asked him not to run. Yeah. I don't think he ran the newspaper, no. but he, you know, they, they interviewed him about the story and then he asked them not to run it, oh, which okay. that is the most credible thing he could have done. Well, absolutely. And the other thing, the other hysterical thing is that all the kids don't want to mention this because of peer pressure at high school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is an, you know, an ABC afternoon special, just that waiting to happen. <laughs> But, but I, mean, uh, I mean, asking the newspaper guy, um, 
uh, not to report it is I think I think kind of crafty because you you can deny that you're trying to do it for publicity or get your name in the newspaper by saying oh no 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 I uh, I asked them not to run it but as Nimoy said the story got around anyway well of mm-hmm. course right you know so I mean if if I were trying to hoax a UFO story or I would probably ask them not to do it too mm-hmm. um, and 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 the newspaper guy didn't do it he mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't he didn't put the put the story in. Well, I know him, and he—he's as honest yep. as a day is long. Yep. Oh man! So now we get to—I I can't remember this guy's name. I didn't write it down. Neither did I. Uh, the, the, the guy in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. No. And we have Carol Critchfield. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's it. Carol Critchfield. So he apparently, you know. He he saw something. Uh, would, was this the uh, the th- this is the uh, the 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 football field, wasn't it? No, that was in Minnesota. Oh, that's yeah, right. That was, that was in Minnesota. Okay, so this is uh, this is a West Virginia sighting, and he apparently saw a UFO, of course. Um. And, you know, I get that people see UFOs, but, of course, U stands for unidentified. Um, once they're identified, they're no longer UFOs. Yeah, um, FOs, yeah. So he saw something, and we have a return of one of our favorite devices of all time, the polygraph test. This is hilarious. I love how they how they presented his cutting technology. <laughs> So, he he did not show deception. <laughs> okay, great. So he's convinced himself that he saw something. Great. This, this is my favorite line in the episode. Go for it. Maybe my favorite line in the entirety of the series so far. <laughs> when Leonard Nimoy says, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, that it's easier to believe that aliens are landing on Earth, that it is that some guy who fooled the lie detector. (laughs) No! It's more probable that Mr. Critchfield was under the influence of the chemicals from the plant where he was a foreman. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was thinking too, Jason. It's like, either it's the coal dust or OxyContin came to West Virginia way before anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... It's like they they hold Lord. the lie detector, the polygraph up it, it, with such high regard that it never even it, that they're more willing to believe that aliens are landing than it is <laughs> to, for them to believe that uh, I, somebody could fool the lie, the polygraph. Well, Steve, 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 I was in West Virginia two weeks ago, and, <laughs> and just the conversations at the Olive Garden would make you believe that, that this is still going on. <laughs> I want to ask. I want to ask a, a neutral fourth party. Um, Guest which, appearance. Which is which is easier to believe? We we have uh, we have uh, the famed Heavy D here with us. Which is easier to believe that aliens have visited Earth or that somebody could uh, defeat a polygraph? <laughs> She's thinking. Wait, you you have to think about this. 
talking about United States politics and thinking that right now either is totally feasible to me. <laughs> I thought she was going to agree with the cat. <laughs> and, and the cat's right too, correct? Yes. Just the cat. Just yeah. just say yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so now we go to Minnesota and the football field. And the fact that there's dead grass on a football field. And that people saw something. And of course that something landed and killed the grass. Could it or something. A, could it just be a subpar groundskeeper? <laughs> <laughs> groundskeeper Willie from The Simpsons. Yeah, I'm just asking hey. the question. <laughs> he was highly he was highly competent. Groundskeeper Willie is very competent. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yes, these these very credible people saw something, and they saw it land, and, well, they saw it go behind a building, and then when they saw the football field, the grass was dead. So, what? <laughs> yeah, it can't be grubs, um, you know, because, you know, that would no, just make no, too never. much sense. No, no, never. I love the fact that when they when they drew out the uh, particular UFO that landed in Minnesota, it looked like it came right off of an ELO album cover. Um, <laughs> uh, also, they try and lend credibility by so- sending soil samples, and this is hilarious because um, what they do with the with the, you know the nerd in the in the in the in the dirt you know yes. uh, laboratory uh, decides that there's phosphorescence in the dirt and that there's much more phosphorescence or radiation in the outer edges. Well, if there's so much radiation in the outer edges, did anybody get sick? Did anybody get radiation poisoning from that amount of radiation? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? They they, they really didn't mention it. (laughs) No. I think that would be a telltale sign, you know, if somebody keeled over with radiation poisoning. I, I have written here a good weed killer or keep grass dead for a while. Yeah, like did the free safety, you know, in the football <laughs> game keel over, you know, because they ran <laughs> over the patch? What? And by the way, they said, well, it would be nice, you know, because they mentioned the military. They mentioned the army, you know, possibly testing something. You know, it would be nice if they came and told us. Like, yeah, that's called a, na- that's called a uh, matter of national security. Yeah. And They're not going to tell you. They'd rather yeah. let you think there's UFOs than, you know, tell you about a top-secret military a- aircraft. Yes, that lands in a football field. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is always my argument about this. And they try and address it during the episode, and it's kind of funny how they kind of rationalize this, is that, you know, no UFO ever seems to land, for instance, in the flats, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Cleveland. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, or, I don't know. It could. Nobody would notice. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, they don't, they don't hover over, you know, in Halifax. It's always these rural communities, and the, and the kind of the rationalization that they give is that one of them is that people who live in the country look up at the sky more. I'm like, <laughs> what? You know, they have m- multi-million dollar telescopes all over the United States <laughs> that look up into the sky and have never seen one of these things. <laughs> but, you know, in, in Cowpunk, Minnesota, they decide to land. It's like, really? <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't even mention the ghost or that. I'm sorry. The UFO investigator. I have here written, you know, like ghost investigators. UFO investigators have no idea what they're looking for. <laughs> Ted you Phillips. Know, what's that? Ted Phillips is his name. Ted Phillips. Anything on him or uh, um, or, or are there too not... many Ted or are there too many Ted Phillips in the world? No, apparently he's still going strong. I'm but... still um, investigating stuff. Appearing um, on Coast to Coast AM. Probably. Uh, um, <laughs> not, not surprisingly, perhaps, in 1975, he also had a book out about UFOs. No! Called Physical Traces Associated with UFO Sightings. No! <laughs> you got to be kidding me. No, no, no. I, I looked it up on Amazon, but it's out of print, unfortunately. <laughs> I, oh, come on, Steve. That was on my Christmas reading list. I'm, I'm completely shocked at that. <laughs> but but apparently he's still, he's still going strong and uh, looking for UFOs and stuff. By, by the way, um, when, it, when, it, when they were talking about radiation, what I got from, you know, that there, you know, there was, you know, there, there was a lot of radiation in, in the soil. You know, fire, uh, fire, heat and lightning can all, you know, result, you know, you know, cause radiation in the soil. So yeah, that's a very good point, Jason. What if the 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 patch just got hit by lightning? Wouldn't that kill the grass because it would oh, burn yeah. it? Yeah. And they said the grass was burned. So I'd I'd be more you know I'd be looking at the weather like the like in the days before they you know the alleged incident. <laughs> I can just see the episode now in search of weather. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've heard stories from people about UFOs. Um, okay. The plural of anecdote is not data. Nope. <laughs> and they try to, uh, of course, you have to go to, they, they have to say, 15 million people, 15 million Americans claim to have seen a UFO. Fifty-one percent of adults believe UFOs are real, and I I I enjoy this phrase. I enjoy this saying. If fifty-one percent of people believe that Elvis was still alive, it wouldn't make him any less dead. Nope. <laughs> and except, artist... for, ex, except for the dirt expert, <laughs> there's not one iota of science in this whole no. twenty-two minutes. And artist renderings mean nothing. Nope. And um. And I, I'm going to save my last thought for the last thought of this episode. Ooh. And it goes back to what uh, what Leonard Nimoy said, you know, that that the the blue book, which is the uh, the U.S. Air Force blue book was closed in the 1960s, which is the investigation of UFO sightings. And he said the case for UFOs should be reopened. Which. I'll I'll give you my thoughts. So, any more thought? Any other thoughts we have to say before we wrap this episode up? Yes, if 15 million white people in Wyoming think they see something, just don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, uh, I, I would just like to sort of go on a slight tangent and say the Project Blue Book. Um, 
was the inspiration for one of my most favorite bad TV shows from the 1970s. Oh, Project UFO <laughs> by Jack Webb. Oh, wow. With Caskey like Swain. <laughs> one of the actors' name was Caskey Swain. I thought you were going to say Space 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. You want to watch it. <sighs> Oliver, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Uh, if you see an F- uh, a UFO and you're a minority, please let me, let me get in touch with me. <laughs> At Oliver Rockside. Uh, also, uh, please uh, consider uh, taking in two of my podcasts. One uh, featuring the 20-year run of Law & Order. You can find that at the 27thprecinct.com. Or uh, my new uh, project, which is uh, You're Just the Worst. The 100 Worst Pop Songs with an Asterisk. And you can find that on iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> and SoundCloud. Steve, where can people find you? I have never seen a UFO. I'll be say I'll I'll say that up front. Well, because um, you live in Halifax. That's true. That's true. I've seen a lot of boats, though. I've seen a lot of ships. In Halifax, um, they call they call aliens newfies. Just yes, to let you know. Right. <laughs> or Cape Bretoners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Doc Pinko. D O C P I N K O. And you could find me uh, at Alien CG on Twitter. You could find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. And you can find the the episodes and the show notes at aliencg.com slash ISC. Okay. We'll look at UFOs scientifically. There's no evidence. Case closed. Have a good week, everyone. Toodles. See ya. <laughs>